Also, I feel like I need to issue a retraction about Mr. Senior Legal Eagle. Oh, sure. Because over the last, it's been two-ish weeks since yeah. we recorded, I have watched a lot of his content and I have enjoyed it. And it was, and I don't know if part of it was my mental state at the time of watching it. and part <laughs> The, other the part. day before Inauguration Day is like right after the Capitol riots. Yeah. Um, or, or if it was, <laughs> it was that... The, the stuff he was talking about seemed more hopeful or less immediately bad. Sure, sure. But He has put out some pretty good content recently. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I find myself compulsively watching it. <laughs> I, know, I know that is actually really close to how I fell into his content. Mm-hmm. I, I immediately thought that, oh, this is palatable, mm-hmm. but... Then I I jumped in really hard at a certain point, and I can't remember when that was, but yeah, I just uh, yeah I I'm glad that it's it's turned around for you because I think it's a really great way to stay informed without doing the thing that feels like hammering your face against a brick wall. Yeah, which news usually kind of does. Well, yeah, I also. Uh, Cody put out an hour-long thing around the time of the inauguration. Cody mm. Johnston. From yeah, Columbus. yeah. I, I think I've watched it. Yeah, I did. The, where he was, uh, Katie kept trying to get him to eat the egg. Eat the egg, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty funny bit. And there's been periods of my life where I've just like, I need to not watch some more news because I, get, <laughs> I yeah. get too sad that Cody is too sad about all of this stuff. <laughs> Speaking of some more news, that's a funny Twitter like. Yeah. I'm I I like Dr. Mr. Cody. Yeah. Uh speaking of Cody, are you okay? Yeah. You're, are you okay, Cody? You're are you okay? You doing all right? Yeah. Let, let us know. I can bring you some hot tea. Yeah, hopefully you didn't get salmonella from the egg you ate. The raw <laughs> egg you ate. That was a real that that was a real eat. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Yeah. Welcome to Content with Content, the con- uh, the podcast where we talk about different content creators and what we like about them and what we don't like about them. I am Brent. We're on a break, Sorgan free, and with me as always is Ollie the Jam Books. Mm, yum. <laughs> uh, this is, yeah. Today we're talking about Sitcand. Sitcand. Yeah, and it's my pick, and how I found out about them is kind of strange. Um, somebody I follow on Twitter, Adam Biblo from the Attitude Era podcast, mm-hmm. there was a tweet put out to general Twitter, not a direct message that I saw that was like, hey, Adam Biblo from, from Sitcan's Twitter account, at sitcanpod.com, I think, mm-hmm. or at sitcanpodcast. Sure. Um, and it was like, hey, we have something to ask you, but we can't ask you here. Please DM us. <laughs> and I was like, I think I know what's going on here. And I had a little bit of an interaction with him. Uh-huh. And I ended up talking to Ollie, I'm pretty sure, was running their Twitter that day. Mm-hmm. And was like, well, let's see what's going on here. And it turns out that it's a podcast where they review Friends episode by episode and it was enjoyable enough that I, I keep listening and I interact with them on Twitter and they butchered my name on their podcast nice once and then not again. And I got a shout out on the new one that came out again. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. 
Yeah. And by the way, if you could live in or have any bed, like a race car bed, for instance, but not a race car bed, what would the thing be that you would want your bed to be? Oh. Um. Oh, that's a tough question, right? Like on the spot. Yeah. I said a castle. Oh, that's a good one. And but, I was thinking like the, the one that was in my kindergarten class, and I assume anybody who grew up in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. No, I know exactly. But, Say no more. But has a bed in the middle <laughs> instead of just nothing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, awesome. What would mine be? My first instinct is like a guitar amp, but that seems too basic. You could have a guitar-shaped bed. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Whoa. That'd be a huge bed. Could be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's tight, though. Yeah. That reminds me of the the thing that feels like it was a big deal in the 90s of swimming pools that are shaped like other things that kind of didn't work as swimming pools, like dollar <laughs> signs or... <laughs> oh, my God. That, yeah. Yeah. And not that I have ever been in a position where I have known someone who's money bucks enough to have a dollar sign shaped swimming pool. Yeah, but, but it was like a Simpsons thing or a sitcom thing. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your initial impressions of the canned of sit? Uh, this one was really hard for me to get into. Okay. Uh, for me, a two hour long podcast is is a lot. Okay. Uh, I don't. I just don't have that much time in a row most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like even an hour is really pushing it. Well, an hour is about right. I can put something on in the background for an hour but with my lifestyle i find myself like getting up moving around after you know in between an hour and two hours at some point and taking that with me is uh it it just doesn't work as well um and i'll be honest i had a few like they do a few pet peeves of mine as far as the review space goes so positives i think they all seem like really wonderful people Mm -hmm. uh it's really easy i feel like i are these the guy the the folks that do um oh the wrestling tabletop rpg thing on youtube no they sound they sound a lot like them they're they are british but that is they're they're very (laughs) far apart as far as circles go okay yeah well i was just curious because a lot of wrestling references, mm-hmm. and I I noticed that uh, just like the cadence of of one of their voices made me think like oh, wait a minute so but if I'm wrong I'm wrong mm-hmm. um, but yeah uh, likable people I feel like I formed that parasocial relationship we talked about mm-hmm. and I I and I did continue to watch it. That being said, or listen to it, that being said, I don't particularly care for their review style. I It okay. seemed a little bit like they went like line by line through the... I'm To speak on that for a second, I'm not exactly sure what they're... I'm fairly certain that what they do is back in the 90s or maybe still people transcribe sitcom yeah. scripts. Yeah, so that it, seemed it. So it isn't, it isn't this shooting script that they use, but it's somebody else watching the episode and typing out everything. Oh, that's fast. That actually kind of changes my whole perspective of it because it's almost like then they're reviewing someone's interpretation of the episode. Because yeah, it's I, it's the 
the, the stone gremlin is a parody of Roger Ebert. And you're like, oh, I get it now. Right, right, right. Exactly. Because that's, yeah, that makes a lot more sense to me because it seemed really slow paced to go line by line. Mm-hmm. And I think some of their criticisms, I'm like, well, wouldn't that be in the show, the, the showrunner notes, like the actual yeah. script that, but I didn't realize that they were using fans transcriptions. I'm not sure if they're fan or if somebody, I, I believe that, and I don't know that this to be true. And I suppose I could have tweeted them about this. If I would have known. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I know that people, people I follow have had jobs where their job was to put in closed captioning for shows. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I don't know if it's a transcription of that. Sorry, I bumped the mic. Um, or if it's like that was somebody's job, because I believe, and this is just like weird fifth hand information that you used to, at the end of certain shows, you used to be able to write into the studio and they would send you a transcript of the show huh. back in the 80s and 90s. That's cool. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> is that still a thing? Because I, I kind of want that to still be a thing. I don't, I, I don't know. I kind of assume no, but also maybe yes. Because, like, the good place? Peak television. Yeah. There's a Tom Segura joke I was watching on YouTube this weekend. Um, oh, spoilers. It's not actually Wednesday for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've shattered, absolutely shattered my suspension of disbelief, Brent. Thank you for that. But he was talking about... Telling his kid how it used to be to buy weed, where it's like, well, you just <laughs> like it used to be dangerous to buy weed, and he's like, what? What? Like the Seven Eleven was on fire? <laughs> it's like, no, I would get in a car with a stranger, and it would be a three-hour round trip. <laughs> to buy. So, like, how it's like to buy like meth or heroin now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so continue on. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you corrected me because I think a lot of my uh, qualms with with my initial impressions were like, well, but wouldn't it be in the show notes? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked my favorite part was how they their how would I say this their disambigu uh, their deconstruction of the jokes. That's not the word I was trying to use, but their deconstruction of the jokes in the like they would take a joke deconstruct why it's funny one person would say it's funny one person would say it's not mm-hmm. you know the third person would break the, the dispute and i really liked that specifically that was my favorite part mm-hmm. um as far as them like reviewing it, it like in a shocking turn of events i have opinions and those opinions are i fucking hate friends yeah. Across the board. I can't stand it. So you and Ollie from the show have something in common. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Maybe this is an Oliver thing. <laughs> have cle- we clearly we have fantastic taste. Yeah. Have we investigated this further? <laughs> and I, Hang yeah, on. I don't know, man. I just. Let's get fun. Neil deGrasse Tyson on this and see <laughs> get to the bottom of it. But anyway, yeah. There's no science in Friends. It's shit. Okay. Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I think maybe I had some 
like like barrier to entry because they would be talking about friends and I'd just be like angry about it. Like, why are you talking about that shit? But then I listened to the Star Wars episode. Yes. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I did too. I really like um they did a bonus episode a little bit before that that was a Rodney Dangerfield sitcom pilot from the eighties. Oh, that sounds like something I would enjoy. Yeah, I had a really hard time and I tweeted Eddie O'Keefe, who is the main-ish person. Mm -hmm. He seems like he's kind of the person who got everybody together on this. Sure. Let's call him the producer. Yeah. um, And said, like, I didn't didn't enjoy it because I didn't have a mental frame of reference. Where Mm -hmm. even if we're talking about Star Wars, I I understand what Chewbacca is going to look like. And we're talking about friends. Sure, sure. I grew up in a time where it's the weirdest thing because they'll be talking. They're going episode by episode. And I've only been on listening to the show for probably four or five months maybe sure but every episode they're talking about i'm like oh yeah i've seen that one i've seen that one i've seen that one i know what you're referencing in the future um sure sure and and with the rodney dangerfield one it was just like i didn't i didn't have a mental picture of what was going on sure and that i think that makes a lot of sense i think that's why i liked the star wars one more than the friends one because I, I know who the characters and friends are. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know the characters. I have seen a number of episodes. I've not committed any of them to memory. Yeah, I don't know the order or flow in which they happen. So just here, like I think maybe that's why I liked the deconstruction of individual jokes as opposed to the whole. Yes, the the thing as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And generally speaking, so if. Ollie from the show likes an episode. The other two generally don't like the episode where they're like, it didn't move the story along. And I, having listened to this for a while and having heard that argument, I was thinking to myself, is Friends actually a good episode or actually a good show? Um, (laughs) The answer is no. (laughs) I I feel like that question is a little bit more ambiguous where I'm not sure that it's a good or a bad show, but it is a popular show. I agree with you completely. I'm sure that there are episodes that are well-constructed, decently shot. Like, I feel like the top four sitcoms, in my opinion, is like a seven, where even if it's the the best sitcom ever, I'm... I still have that. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. I, I, I would have agreed with you and t- which coming from me is kind of shocking. Cause I basically dislike all sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite before the one I'm about to say is uh community. I think is really fun. I've seen parts of that. And okay. But. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just like, which is weird. Cause I hate Rick and Morty. And I think they're the same guy. They, they definitely are. Yeah. Dan Harmon. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't like Rick and Morty. I don't, it just doesn't do anything for me, but, um, <laughs> I think it's aggressively. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was my reaction as well. I was like, well, I don't know why I would continue to watch this. And I, I feel weird speaking about Rick and Morty in the sense of like, there are people who, there are people who are like, this is a very intelligent and smart show. And mm-hmm. there is a bunch of mouth breathing morons who really, really like the show as well. I agree with that. That's so, that is the most, it has the most bizarre fandom because there's no way that those idiots actually understand things. And like the, for instance, the whole pickle Rick thing is 
Yeah, I was specifically going to cite the Mulan Szechuan sauce deal that happened where they in essentially incited a riot inside a McDonald's because they wanted Szechuan sauce because it was on the show and <laughs> and McDonald's eventually brought it back. Oh my god. And I <laughs> See kids violence does work. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm off to the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Don't forget your uh, V for Vendetta mask. <laughs> people people who storm capitals don't wear masks. Oh, that's right, that's right. They're all in prison now. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, what are we talking about? Szechuan sauce? Oh, uh, my, my picks for, like... Good sitcoms. Yeah, exactly. And so, I really like Community. Uh, I think it's just... I thought it was like peak sitcom. I thought that was how as good as they got. And then The Good Place came along. And I don't know that that... I mean, it is a sitcom, but I think it's creative enough to the point where it it shocked me in a really positive way. I thought it told a really great story. It was funny the whole time. It was smart, insightful, uh, and good, like, kind-hearted even. Okay. Like, the characters grow, they develop. Mm. Um, and I don't think Friends has any of that. Probably. Well, it, they do. They, they do, grow but no. and they develop. But they, it's. But they don't change. It's 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 the Avatar argument where it's it's something that was very very popular, but it uh, let's say lacks a serious la- a layer a layer of serious artistic integrity. It's not that it's bad right. or, or that the stories or the structure of it is incorrect, it, but it 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 lacks depth. Yeah, it was. It's it's a plastic sitcom shaped cutout that the studio manufactured. Yeah. Ka-chunk. <laughs> Which this is really like, I'm thinking of a wisecrack video or maybe even a cracked video about like why the Simpsons, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> why the Simpsons seasons two through 10 are really good. And they had a jumping the shark moment where it became not as good and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature, which, yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You could also be... It, it's hard to make a, a show for 30 years and maintain that entire time. Let right. Let 10 seasons. Yeah, my God. I can't... Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, I like, agree. Like, I've seen all of How I Met Your Mother, and I don't know that it's a good show. I thought it was fine until, like, somewhere in the second to last season, I was like... I'm not enjoying this at all. <laughs> yeah, and I to yeah, I so for reasons that are not entirely clear to me, I've seen all of the Hunger Games movies. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I actually kind of like those movies. I really like this the first one's pretty good, the second one in my opinion is the best and the third and fourth question mark? Yeah. Are eh like yeah. there's something about the story wrapping up that I don't give a shit about. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, man, and that's so I fancy myself a film guy. Mm-hmm. It's sort of. Um and I like to deconstruct movies and I think that is a really telling sign as if it's not interesting. Like I as if if a movie or television show makes me feel anything, mm-hmm. usually I can I can even overlook some flaws in in the technicality of it, if if I'm if I'm feeling it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't 
give a fuck about movies if they don't make me feel anything. Same thing yeah. with television. And I, yeah, like, so you saying like Rick and Morty being aggressively okay or, or the last two Hunger Games movies being just like, eh, and, and like it wrapping up and like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest, like, sin a film or movie or t- television show can commit, really. Yeah, but what TV show that was allowed to have a final episode had a... S- emotionally fulfilling final episode like i can't think of any the good place okay i haven't seen that (laughs) watch it watch it it's so good and Uh, and i uh, and to be fair i don't watch a whole lot of sitcoms or tv for that matter but right but i'm thinking of i remember watching the seinfeld one and Mm. it was like i guess that's kind of cathartic for people who really like the show Mm -hmm. but a lot of the other ones are just like it's going to, you know, be the same thing. We're just not going to have cameras here anymore. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I I can't exactly remember. The, well, and that's another. I just don't remember most of the endings that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, none of them really spring to mind. I was going to give the example of... Uh, ha! It was on the tip of my tongue, and I... But yeah, yeah, and that's the nature of sitcoms, right? They're not mm. supposed to end. They just kind of stop. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. Or right. Oh, The Office. I was going to bring up The Office. Haven't seen it. Um, it's fine. People <laughs> love The Office. People fucking like The, the American Office. Uh, and it's, it's funny sometimes, you know. It, it has made me laugh a number of times. Most episodes I find myself laughing, but... I, yeah. I, the, the ending is like get all the characters back you know uh, Steve Carell was off the show for a couple of seasons we'll just bring him back for a second like mm-hmm. we'll all hug everyone will be like yay and then she pops yeah 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 okay so back to Sitkan yeah I suppose, yeah yeah, yeah. supposed to be talking about them um yeah I I don't know I part of what I like about it is like I don't I, I know enough about friends where, and I, I suppose I have a little bit more time to listen to podcasts than you do in my day-to-day life mm-hmm. but um, I, I like the, the, the dynamic between the group of friends the group of friends in the podcast not the show yeah yes I agree with that and that, that really came to the forefront during um, the Star Wars episode for me when uh, and I'm terrible with names. So, which one of them was the one that like was a really big Star Wars fan? Is that There's, Ollie? Uh, I'm pretty sure Ollie was the person who was very positive on the special throughout the episode. But I yes. And I think if I if I'm remembering correctly, the other two have seen Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think that was yeah. that was yeah that was the dynamic, and I can't remember the exact bit, but. They were just, like, ragging on him for, like, being such a Star Wars fan. And, like, that's really great. Yeah. I don't know. That, like, I love that stuff, you know? That's... the I, I think the whole thing with podcast personalities and YouTube personalities is I want to see them be humans. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what drives me away from, like, network television show like Friends. It's like, they're, they're not humans, they're joke robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a fair. It, uh, but watching humans deconstruct that is fascinating. Marin calls it sitcoms are joke delivery systems. Yeah, trademark Mark Marin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> too close too yeah. close yeah um and uh, yeah that's the thing is i don't know I, part of what i like about it is is that and part of it is that i've seen most of friends they reference mm-hmm. how i met your mother in a lot of the episodes sure and i'm like that's a better and worse show at this it's kind of the same show but at yeah. a different time yeah yeah thing with how i met your mother is they got neil patrick harris and he's just a he's just a gem yeah but the i don't know the guy's name but whoever plays ted mosby is definitely the ross of that show where it's like he's there (laughs) and he's maybe the main character but he fucking sucks yeah 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 absolutely like (laughs) (laughs) he's by far and away Ted Mosby is by far and away my least favorite How I Met Your Mother main character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's the, definitely the same thing with Friends where no, why would you like Ross? That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah, because when I think of Friends, he's always the last person I think about. Mm-hmm. You know, like, is it Joey the stupid actor guy? Joey is the stupid actor guy who's uh, possibly, and this is uh, Sitcan canon mm-hmm. um possibly a serial killer Ooh, i like that yeah which is an ongoing joke also my- i think i listened to the episode where they started that joke because i scrolled way back and it was before there was three of them oh yeah yeah, yeah the emmy bashforth bashful sorry if I, I messed your name up um she is ollie Ryder's girlfriend and she joined in the middle of them reviewing season one i believe okay yeah that sounds right yeah yeah because i I think i i listened to half of about (laughs) five or six episodes and the whole of the star wars special and maybe another one okay yeah yeah i mean they've got an impressive catalog Mm -hmm. honestly I, i think that's really fun um yeah i just yeah i yeah i do kind of I, and this might be like a pandemic t- type situation for them. Sometimes I was listening on headphones and their volumes were kind of all over the place. Okay. I, and again, that could be a, a trials and tribulations of early podcasting. Yes. Yeah. I, and I bet that's what it was. Cause I, you, you know, I've been on board for four or five months, which is uh, 10, 20 ish episodes. Yeah. And I haven't, I, almost exclusively listen to it through headphones and i haven't noticed that at all okay okay and i the only headphones i have are like my running headphones mm. or like these studio cans so they're really specific yeah <laughs> which maybe i shouldn't listen to podcasts and be hypercritical of production techniques with studio headphones because that's silly I, yes and no i i've had issues with other podcasts in the past where you can tell that somebody is getting farther away from their microphone. Oh yes. It's great. Talking like this. Yeah. Or what, or one person will be way back here and everybody else will be right here. So (laughs) yeah, which if you're listening on audio and there isn't other noise going on is fine. But Mm -hmm. if you have other noise going on, it it's gigantically frustrating because you got to turn the volume up when that person talks and then everybody else comes in and blows your eardrums out. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I, it must have been when I was listening to some maybe earlier episodes. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I was going to bring it up here and because I was surprised that you would have recommended so wholeheartedly a podcast that had that because I know mm. that that's one of your pet peeves. Yes. <laughs> but if they fixed it, they fixed it. And yeah. I, in all fairness, the I didn't notice it at all during the special, mm. the holiday special. And I think the, 
it would have been the second or third newest one now. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Um, another, I don't want to say it's even a criticism. It's, it's maybe a thing if you're thinking about checking out this podcast that could be a barrier of entry is they are British and they do have accents. <laughs> I bring that up because um, a friend of ours was over at my place a while ago and we were watching James Acaster who is a British stand-up comedian and he, oh. he has a British accent. He has a little bit of a speech impediment. Okay. Um, and I think he is absolutely hilarious. He's probably in my top five comedians. If wow. not, he's right outside it. Like he's, I'll really, have to check that out. Yeah. You have very good taste in comedians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would like to think so too. He's got like three or four specials on Netflix that are all really, really good and, cool. and funny. And it's, um, it's, like John Mulaney mixed with Bo Burnham, but f- with a British skew. Cool. So like a little bit more muted than the both of them. Like Bo Burnham is is a little bit gimmick. He's a little bit more than a little gimmicky. <laughs> I would say. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> no, no, because I watched his yeah. first special and I was like, "This is the funniest guy ever." And then I watched his second special and I was like, "This is the same thing as his first special." <laughs> that, that was exactly my reaction to Bo yeah. Burnham. And and James Acaster has a little bit of the gimmickiness, but sure. he's he's also got solid joke writing, and the the gimmickiness doesn't overstay its welcome. Oh, good, and cool. It'll come back in weird ways where like he'll say, "Hey, this is." A, uh, he won't say it, but it'll be like, "Hey, this is a gimmick. Look at this gimmick. Look at this gimmick." Yeah. And he won't talk about it for like fifteen minutes, and then it'll come back, and you're like, "I like that." Like he had he has a joke where the joke is him standing up and pushing a button on his watch, and it's like one of my favorite jokes of his. <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's just amazing. (laughs) Nice. Um, But yeah, I, I could see Americans Mm. um, having problems with that. I don't have a difficult time. Honestly, I thought their British accents were lovely. I like listening to them a lot. And sometimes I, I get a little, uh, uh, I I lose patience with like overly cockney accents. Okay. Specifically, I'm not a big fan of Russell Brandt. Russell Brandt, uh, uh, curly hair fuck. Yeah, it, I, He's in recovery. I I know. I yeah. We I did the mental mask, and I've I shouldn't have had to because I already know your opinion on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I I understand. Yeah, that I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he and he's he's says good things and he reaches out to a huge audience and people seem to like him so whatever. and he's also not really a comedian anymore he's more of an advocate yeah 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 which i you know i appreciate some of the stuff that he's doing to be honest with you i just i don't like him okay that's <laughs> but i, I don't i don't co-sign that but i understand your point of view right and i think that's an interesting thing about like more grounded level i don't feel any sort of way of being saying that Russell Brandt isn't my cup of tea. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we were talking about like the, the sports guys, um, secret base, secret base, I didn't do really do, do anything for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I had a lot more positive reaction to them. Okay. Um, and with the sit can stuff, like, because I don't really have much of a frame of reference for friends. I, it was really hard for me to initially in- initiate that mm-hmm. that relationship that's so important. Yeah. Uh, albeit one-sided relationship. But I, I, it took me longer to initiate that. And then once I did, it was 
it's off to the races and even though i don't like friends i had a really fun time listening to these folks yeah dive into it and that was one of the things that i i learned about us doing this when we did the parts fun known stuff mm-hmm. where um we have one coming up in the future that's another wrestling related thing and i've already been thinking about sp- specifically finding things that you'll like or or that you'll be more easily able to attach yourself to yeah because spoiler alerts it's the ae podcast which is mm-hmm. all about wrestling but they also do autobiographies um sure sure and wrestling autobiographies which is it's a little bit there's wrestling in there but it's a lot more people making jokes about funny shit yeah and i would assume that that's um will be a little bit easier for you to wrap your head around right right yeah because i like current events in wrestling whatever who gives a shit right but like every unpacking of the long-term storytelling of the undertaker i've ever listened to has been fascinating yeah and we got a doozy and i should have specifically sent you the adam bibolo episode because he's he's from the attitude era podcast he made a guest appearance on the friends podcast Mm. and he like knocked it out of the park um i already really 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 like him like i love everybody from the attitude era podcast Mm -hmm. they all get tens but adam bibolo in my opinion is 10.1 or he's a he just he's he's my favorite person but he's just barely my favorite person yeah i get i I definitely understand that and he showed up on this show and i was like you guys should have a fourth (laughs) (laughs) co-host and i know he's busy with his own his own endeavors but it was you know even even better of a time and it's yeah that that it's weird because that's one of the things i really really like about because i I, I probably said this a few times on here already. I don't really give a shit about wrestling. I don't watch it. Right. But I intake a lot of content with it. And yep. um, there's a Matthew who is in charge of Botchamania, which we'll probably eventually get to. Um, he has a segment on a show where he has people read autobiographies. Yeah. And um, people you have seen before and would probably not recognize again but i'd Mm -hmm. be like hey you for sure have seen this person do this thing Mm -hmm. will show up and then people who you have seen before and will definitely know who like that's one of my favorite parts of the new episodes is when he started doing this where it's like oh my god this guy's here and it's it's not even they're not in the wrestling sphere Mm -hmm. but they're in the greater youtube sphere and it's like I like this person. I like this person and they're working together oh my god well uh, that's really funny so to tangent ever so slightly on that point i yet just yesterday i was uh working and i had uh i've been listening to a guy called super eye patch wolf a lot lately <laughs> you have like, <laughs> i sorry to derail this for no you're second, good but you have some like the the names of the people you like <laughs> and the, the sphere of content is befuddling to me every time <laughs> uh, yeah well i mean to be fair it feels like Wu Tang Clan name generator names. <laughs> I'm. I think. I think I Patch Wolf is like a little bit of a furry. That's fine. And I'm not. I'm again, not shade on furries. No, no, same. It's, it's fine, but it's just. <laughs> I just okay. Continue about <laughs> Mr. I Patch Wolf. And so, he does uh, a lot of really in-depth anime content, like okay. video essays. He does some wrestling content, mm-hmm. uh, and then just like random bits and bobs about other Stuff. interesting topics yeah 
And I was like, wait a minute. This guy's an anime guy. And he's got a bunch of subscribers. He's very popular in that sphere. Mother's Basement's an anime guy. A lot of subscribers. Very popular. I wonder. And then I ended up listening to a podcast that they did together from 2017 on seasonal anime that came out. Hmm. And it was great. Yeah. It was great. I just li- I like it when personalities come together. And, you know, it's just like, I just thought maybe, maybe they, they collaborated and that hunch proved fruitful. Yeah. And uh, it's it's wonderful when that happens. It's it's mm-hmm. makes the hand sign of two fingers intertwining with the other finger the other hand's fingers. Yeah, the stock image of two hands shaking each other that it's also shaped like a heart. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think so do sit can do that a lot. They, I haven't been listening forever. I know they've had Joanna Graham, who is tangentially affiliated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a guy we're probably going to do in the fair, very near future is Kevin Mahan, who... I've heard you reference Kevin yeah, Mahan. He's he's the Eddie O'Keefe of the Attitude Era podcast. Like, okay. he's, I'm pretty sure, he's a little bit older than the other two guys, and he got them together to do this podcast. Sure. He started a podcast called How to Wrestling with His Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Joanna Graham. She's also been on Sitcan. And then Adam Bibolo, who's another person from the Attitude Era podcast, was on. He's mm-hmm. my favorite guest. And yeah. then um, Kevin also has another show called Cinema Swirl, which I know how you feel about people talking about movies. But it's, again, British people, which for me gives it at least one bonus point off the bat. I love when people talk about movies yeah and the episodes are a little bit long but um i'm hoping you will find something in there that you will be interested in enough to get hooked by the parasocial relationship because they on cinema swirl they did um the lord of the rings trilogy Mm -hmm. and kevin is a lord of the rings nerd and the other guy hates lord of the rings (laughs) (laughs) and it's a little bit like um one of our mutual friends got very upset last night and blew a thing. And it's, it's not that I like to see my friend upset, but, but egging him on (laughs) and seeing him get increasingly frustrated with it is, is really enjoyable to have happen. And that's, yeah, well, everyone likes an angry reviewer. Yeah. And that's the arc of their Lord of the Rings episodes is, Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of fucking walking. <laughs> and one person being very upset about it and me being like, I also think Lord of the Rings sucks, but it's very funny that you're upset about it. <laughs> Which is a little bit like Ollie's role in, in Sitcan, where it a lot of it is, this sucks. And he has interesting takes on what traditional, air quotes, friends fans opinions of things are his seem to be the reverse a lot sure sure and i did speaking of of their takes i i disagree with how they reach conclusions kind of a lot okay um explain further uh for example i watched or i listened to the episode i i made a mental note of this actually phoebe is a gangster okay uh and they spend the first like little bit talking about bad movies Mm -hmm. um and it, one of them makes a joke about how Sucker Punch is the worst movie they've ever seen. And, okay. uh, like, total incel fantasy land thing. Um, 
And while I agree that Sucker Punch looks like that, the joke is that it's the opposite of that. Like, they they, they paint the people who are, like, incels and that sort of mm-hmm. thing as, like, these disgusting, like, cigar-smoking, like, people that are in, like, the strip club scene oh, or whatever. Yeah. And it's actually sort of a, albeit male perspective, but I think Zack Snyder directed it. Um, yeah, he did because there's a lot of slow mo. No, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and so I, I don't. Here's I don't love Sucker Punch as a movie, mm-hmm. but uh, for them to say it's like it's the worst because of this, I was like, well, it's supposed to be that, but it's a critique of of that. Yeah. It's it's a critique of the insult. So like, and I think they did that a lot with with a friend stuff, where even if I agreed with maybe their outcome. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily agree with the direction they went getting there, but that's also why I really love critique as an art form. Okay. Um, like, like how someone hates Lord of the Rings or yeah, you just said you don't like Lord of the Rings. I think it's pretty good. I, I, it's not that I don't like it. It's, it's, I know that there's people who really, really like it and have a lot invested in it. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand how they got to that conclusion like, like to yeah. me it's it's fine yeah there's some cool shit going on in there but also to hear somebody break it down who knows what's going on it's like oh i didn't get any of that right right and i think i don't know in the last like couple of years i've really been investing a lot in deconstruction of film mm-hmm. uh so for instance when i i just rewatched the clockwork orange a couple, like a week ago okay um, dude, I missed so much shit the last time I watched it, which was probably five years ago. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that movie a dozen times. Okay. Uh, I did a really big, long-winded paper on it, and yeah, you said it was your favorite movie in high school. It's still my favorite movie. I think. Okay. Well, it, I love the Big Lebowski. Everybody <laughs> loves the Big Lebowski. Yeah. But the, for me, the Big Lebowski was a. It, I have spicy takes on the big Lebowski where mm. it's, it's a great movie, but it's, it's like anchorman where it's, it's, it's a meme at this point. Well, no, it's, it's, it's written exceptionally well, mm-hmm. but if I, if I view it as, is this a good movie? I think the conclusion is no. Interesting. Like it, it's, it's weird. It's a, it feels like a bunch of like five minute, TV episodes all squished together and they kind of have a through line, mm-hmm. but they also don't. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the stuff they say is really funny. Sure. Sure. I, I think I understand how, how, how you got there. I, I don't necessarily agree, but I think yeah. I understand how you got there. Yeah. 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 That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, but the thing that struck me and the reason I, I bring up a clockwork orange is, uh, I noticed things in the movie that I I don't remember noticing prior. So I feel like my skills as someone who can deconstruct movies mm-hmm. has increased. Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff, the noticing it was just like, oh, I'm supposed to notice this. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Even if I can't figure out what it's supposed to mean, I'm glad that I noticed it so I can like reference it yeah. in the future. Um, but then, but so their deconstruction of a lot of like the friends stuff like i didn't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. like their takes okay but again that's why i love criticism is is to bounce ideas off 
um, how because to me criticism is someone's perspective on this thing mm-hmm. and no one can possibly have the same one so it like criticism of art is art yeah there's an it's the art of criticism <laughs> right right exactly uh i mean i'm sure that came off as incredibly pretentious but, but no that's, i I, yeah. I mean i think that's part of what we've been doing here is 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 spoiler alert we like when people deconstruct things <laughs> that's most and, that's, and yeah we like it so much we decided to start a podcast doing it <laughs> deconstruct the deconstruct yeah, yeah absolutely and it's i mean it's not always the case but it's it's most of the time yeah with with a few exceptions i would say that all of our episodes have been in one way or another about people deconstructing things and right us saying hey i really like this yeah 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 huh but yeah so i think and specifically sitcanned i i bumped up against their angles a lot more than i usually do Mm -hmm. which felt challenging and honestly i like part of that like barrier to entry is like i don't see things the way they did they do Mm -hmm. but i appreciate that this perspective has now entered my life yeah um even if it's something about something as mundane as friends because it's friends yeah but it's also friends and and like to me part of that is it's friends and it's kind of trash but also it's incredibly culturally significant right and is somewhat shaping Mm -hmm. streaming platforms going forward that's a good point and shaped sitcoms for the last 20 years Yeah, yeah you know because when it was on, it was the the sitcom, really. Yeah, yeah. All of those people are set for life. They don't have to make another good movie ever. Yeah. All of them have not. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> also, to be fair, not a whole lot of them have been in movies. Like Angelina Jolie, or not, that's not even, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, she's been in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, but she's been in movies, and I know around the time of Friends, Matthew Perry was in some stuff that was kind of... Awful. I think... Okay, funny thing about Matthew Perry. I think the cinema snob finds Matthew Perry movies and (laughs) talks about how shit they are. I would disagree with the whole Nine Yards. I'm pretty sure he's in that, and it's not a great movie, but it isn't awful. <laughs> That's firmly in the con air gone in 60 seconds category of like yeah it's we're not swinging for Oscars but it's not terrible to watch. Well, but Con Air and Gone in 60 Seconds both have Nicolas Cage in them. Yeah, okay, um and he's an American treasure. Die Hard. I love Die Hard. Okay, uh but other movies <laughs> akin to that is, is what I'm saying. Sure, is, sure. Is it's it's not great but it's not terrible and it, it's yeah. it's fun to watch on a sunday afternoon oh sure yeah i yeah i've not i've not seen it i cannot comment but yeah we got the movie channels when i was in high school and that was mm. on a lot oh uh, sure yeah so is it good or is it nostalgic because there's a difference i mean it's okay i haven't watched it in sure. 10 years <laughs> <laughs> but but I also haven't watched Fight Club in 10 years, and I'm sure my opinion on that has changed. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched part of that recently, and it, I, I was not as excited about it as I was in high school. Well, I mean, I was really jazzed up about it in high school. Right. Now I've had enough of 
Wisecrack and Crack.com and smart people telling me that I should feel bad for liking it. That even, if, <laughs> even if I low-key do still like it, I'm probably yeah. not going to admit that to people publicly. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing to like. I do think it's a libertarian power fantasy, but that's just another thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it's like that movie correlates to um v for vendetta which correlates to joker where <laughs> yeah they they're the same movie but different and I, and we I, definitely I, live in a society yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I've, i also got really sucked into those movies and i was like oh my god and then yeah i don't know i, like, I get it they're, they're they do have a way of making you like it's weird i specifically like with the joker i feel like i was like really in it and then i stepped away from it and i was like wait a minute I, what just happened yeah i don't i don't know that i uh, i feel dirty and i don't like i don't like the outcome of what just happened so i mine is a little bit more cerebral on that where we i think we saw it together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and we both really re- like i remember us having a conversation outside of the movie and we're like oh mm-hmm. my god this and this and this yeah, and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then i watched a bunch of stuff and i haven't seen it s- since then right and i'm i know that i should feel bad but i'm pretty sure if i watched it again i in my head i'd be like this is cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i shouldn't tell people that because then they'll think i'm weird <laughs> <laughs> No. no, they'll be like, y- you believe in eugenics? And I'm like, no, but I mean, this this specific thing makes sense. And I'm not saying that we should I- implement <laughs> eugenics, but just if you because think about I th- this, it makes sense mathematically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. and It's like communism. Like on paper, it's a good thing. And then you see how it's been implemented and you're like, oh, yeah, no, not a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that, one, that one's a swing and a miss. Although I know a lot of people who would disagree with me on that. Yeah, it also could be a scope thing. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. Yeah, so I think overall, the my takeaway, like, I appreciated Sitcanned, and I probably will only listen to their specials going forward. I, yeah. I mean, if they if they do something crazy like uh i mean like the holiday special is objectively terrible yeah but I it mean, was a it was a fun hour and a half or whatever it yeah was. yeah exactly exactly like but no i mean i'm yeah the, the original star wars holiday special like it's the room levels of bad yeah and just you know different time and i've seen a lot of deconstructions of of it throughout my life mm-hmm. because it's you know it's very popular as a bad thing so there's was incredibly fun to watch i hope they continue to do specials like that because i would love to yeah. take them in i i can't get into the friends stuff i, I just don't like friends <laughs> i think that's a, i mean that's fair from your point of view right and right i will shoot you uh the link on spotify if they do something i think you'd be interested in again awesome yeah thank you yeah that's and that perfect that that works really well yeah because it's i mean it's not as there's been some podcasts recently that have increased in popularity and Mm -hmm. when they were a small mom and pop operation i was really really into what they were doing sure and since they've blown up a little bit it the content has strayed a little bit oh sure for me and Mm -hmm. i recently had it with the well-read one where they did a real podcast where they talked about white privilege right away Uh uh-huh and I mean, it's politics, but it isn't politics like they usually do. Sure. 
and it was like, oh yeah, this is why I really, really, really like this podcast. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's like one in four of their episodes are like that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, I feel like somehow they produce six episodes a week of the evening skews. And I'm like, no, dude, I just want like one every other week of that. And then the main <laughs> stuff. But, yeah. I, yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from on that. For but sure. yeah. 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 And it's a little bit harder because it isn't like you can passively be subscribed to Lindsay Ellis and you'd be like, oh, it'll pop up for a while and be like, this is a video you might like. And you can be right. like, yeah or no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is... This is a little bit of a tangent, but that's one of the things that is difficult with the the slower release schedule of her stuff. And I haven't seen the Browse Held High thing in a while. He's not super active. Yeah, but it's one of those things where I'm like, every once a week, maybe, I'll think about it and be like, I would like to check out more of his videos. They haven't popped up yet, though. Yeah, yeah, that's... And I just uh, recently subscribed to someone called H Bomber Guy. Yeah, you talked about him last week. I've... Or two weeks ago. Yeah, since then, I've basically watched his entire catalog. Yeah. Like, every video he's... Almost every video he's ever done. They're all great. Mm Mm-hmm. But his newest video is like three months old, and I want I want more. Yeah, I want more. I understand. Harris, Harris, come! And he did a weird crossover with the Legal Eagle, which was funny. Yeah, like strange and out of context, but it, a good time. Mm-hmm. You talked about that on the Legal Eagle episode. Oh, I did, didn't I? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. it's been weeks. It's yeah. been years. So, so now it's what's like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. I kind of don't know. Like. It, it's so I guess one thing I could I should say is if you like this many of the people who are on the Sitcan podcast are also on two minutes about time which is a podcast where they deconstruct the movie about time two minutes at a time okay which is kind of weird but the, and they're really short episodes I think they're 30 ish minutes long okay um, but I don't know that I have a whole lot of other, this is people deconstructing or even talking about content that's really widely, has a wide appeal mm-hmm. for level of entry where it isn't like, this is people talking about wrestling, which right. I mean, of course, Attitude Era podcast does that. Mm-hmm. Cinema Swirl does that with movies. Yeah. That if you like this, you will probably like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm probably the normal stuff i always say like yeah. small beans yeah yeah and i think that's that's kind of the thing i uh, so for me specifically the thing that's most like this is brad jones does a episode by episode of is it the big bang theory that's cinema snob right cinema snob yep yep okay i may have seen that that was a thing but i didn't i, I think i think it's all in one video and i think it's like seven hours long or something i probably saw that um and then i think he does it with the reboot of uh, uh, uh um oh what is it called the the reboot of everywhere reboot? you look there's a pod ah full house oh fuller house yeah I don't know. I'm sorry. I know that theme song, but I... Yeah, I was... 
you, you started singing and I was like, step by step, that's not right. <laughs> right, right. It's just, Which it, it, it's kind of right, but not right, though. Right. Because <laughs> it's the same time period. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a late 90s sitcom. They're basically all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so Brad Jones does a couple that are the most similar to this that mm-hmm. I can think of. Um, I movie Bob has transitioned a little bit. So he, since leaving the escapist, his, his, uh, reviews have become a little bit more long form. Yeah. I saw one of his things and I almost clicked on it, but then I was like, I should save this. Oh, yeah. Cause I assume he's coming up yeah, at some point. Yeah. I don't know. He's around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did listen to one in, um, speaking of accents and that sometimes they don't work for me, like New York accent on what, yeah on what specifically on white dude is like uh, a little <laughs> bit for me it's boston but i'll let it slide okay <laughs> no uh yes i uh, movie bob has gone to more long form review styles since leaving the escapist and i think that's a little bit closer to this although it's like about a movie um you know honestly if if we're going into into movie and other like things to review super eye patch wolf will do huge huge videos like 20 or 30 minute videos as video essays deconstructing like entire series of anime mm-hmm. uh and those are really good and he's got like a nice i think irish accent ah uh, um points <laughs> yes yes absolutely um and those those are called why you should watch x series mm-hmm. um and he, I don't know. The, I do think that their approach to deconstruction and review is is fairly fairly unique. Honestly, I don't know a lot of people that go line by line. Specifically, it works well because it's a sitcom. Because it's a whatever Marin said, a joke delivery, a joke delivery system. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're like I. If they were reviewing movies in that way, I wouldn't listen to it yeah um but because it's that would also be like so long like (laughs) right right like their average episodes is probably an hour 30 at least now yeah 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 yeah. and they're doing 22 minute episodes of friends (laughs) right 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 um but yeah so the 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 way that they go about it i think is interesting because it's friends because Mm -hmm. it's a it's it's just joke after joke um albeit terrible jokes sorry i'm done um yeah <laughs> but yeah uh that's that's kind of what i got there's there's the, the, they've got a thing and it's it's a pretty unique thing mm-hmm. cool what are we doing next week the completionist back to video game land i really really uh, gerard khalil i think he's just super Bois. <laughs> no 90s era cool guy playing video games until they're all the way done because yeah, yeah. impressive it's that's a lot of time like even dude the, and he releases a video a week like clockwork yeah um spoiler alerts i have a little bit of knowledge with the completionist and may or may not have already done my homework because we decided this last week um <laughs> yeah way to break the break the veil it's that's they're the fourth wall there there brent i know break time sorkin free (laughs) no yeah it's yeah yeah he 
I don't understand how he can complete a video game every week. And I get that he probably does, like, simultaneous playthroughs. But he, I know he also, like, Twitch streams. Because he's, <laughs> he's shown up on Grand Pooh Bear's channel, which doing, oh, yeah. doing yeah, Among Us other. stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it's one of those things where I think we pointed it out in the Peanut Butter Gamer episode. That yeah. he was a dude that you knew about and... I was like, I know of that guy because I somehow had found his videos already. Yeah. Well, he's like a partner with Nintendo. Dude gets around. He's very yeah. prolific in that sphere. Yeah. And I already have some spicy takes lined up. Not spicy at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> very mild takes on The Completionist. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at cwithcpodcast.com. And if you have a suggestion for us, let us know there. Woo! Boom! Thanks again for listening to Content with Content, the podcast where Brent and I talk about content creators, Twitch streamers, podcasters, and all sorts of the new media folk. You can find us online at contentwithcontentpod.com, on Twitter at cwithcpodcast, and shoot us an email at contentwithcontentpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Heck, tell us how much you hate us. We heart haters. Anyway, share this podcast with uh, someone you like, and if you hated it, share it with someone you don't like. That's all for now, but until next time, we will see you in the comments section. Well... I've noticed I do that a lot is adjust my mic after I hit the record button. <laughs> I could not do that, but it's just kind of like... Woof, 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 woof. Yeah, but you also edit the podcast, so... That is helpful, yes. <laughs> <laughs>